Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Dan King. Dan, you are the co-founder of Fireside Strategic. You're found on the web at firesidestrategic.com. Dan, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. It's a pleasure. Well, Dan, give us an overview of the work that you do and the impact that you have in the uh, lives of those you serve. With pleasure. So at Fireside, we work with a very particular kind of CEO. We have interviewed over 150 CEOs, and we noticed there's two different kinds of CEOs. We noticed that there's what we call engineer CEOs who tend to be really good at building assembly lines and Mm -hmm. building a profitable business machine. But then there's what we call creator CEOs. This is who we work with. These are passionate people. These are people that care about a business that is meaningful as well as being profitable. They get excited by ideas, people, and mission. But every gift has a shadow side. So creator CEOs, they have these innovative, world-changing ideas, right, that are phenomenal, but it can be very hard for them to focus. It can be very hard for them to determine which of those eight ideas is the one that we should really focus on. Mm -hmm. And so as they get distracted, so do their teams, so do their entire companies. At Fireside, our focus is helping creator CEOs specifically, usually of companies between five to $50 million in revenue. We help creator CEOs find the one idea, the one growth strategy that is going to grow their company the fastest, outshine the competition the most powerfully, and change the world the most impactfully. When you work with them, what does that process usually look like? What are you, I would imagine a lot of it is, you know, you probably grabbing them by the shoulders and like, okay, let's let's get focused here a little bit. <laughs> there is some of that. I, I divide it into three steps, Josh. So step yeah. one, is what we call finding the white space for them. So my business partner is a phenomenal management consultant who's worked all over the world finding, right, the research-backed best growth strategy for the company. So we go very, very deep into competitive research. We go very deep into uncovering what's the best business opportunity for this company to grow. So we find what we call this the white space. It's like the promised land for the business which of those eight different ideas for growth is actually the research-backed best choice. Step two is then aligning the team behind that one white space, that one fundamental truth of what the company is at its best, the type of customer that it can serve at its best. So when you align the team, it isn't just the CEO that believes mm. in that strategy. Everyone's got to believe on it. Everyone's got to be rowing the same oars, right? Moving in the same direction. And then step three is just the accountability of making sure that, hey, the ship is moving as steadily as it can toward that white space, toward that, that ultimate destination. Yeah. And how did you find yourself in this role? Well, you know, I'm a creator CEO myself. And so a lot of this comes from... <laughs> so you followed Seneca's first law, know thyself, like, oh, okay, you, 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your story, but I, I love that you mentioned no. that. No, 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 no. In- interrupt away. I love it when people interrupt dynamically. So feel free to. No, I, I, I spent years, you know, as a lawyer, first of all, doing work that was not the work that I should have been doing. So I was working at a very large law firm. Then I was working on the Shark Tank TV show for, for one of the sharks. And my job was to help grow some of the companies that the shark invested in. And what was interesting was, you know, I was drafting contracts for the deals that you might have seen on the TV show. And I was solving all these legal problems these entrepreneurs had. But I didn't really care. When I was honest with myself, I didn't really care about their legal problems, but I cared about them as people and I cared about their businesses, right? And I noticed there's something about these leadership challenges, these performance challenges, these human business growth challenges, more than this legal stuff that I care about. And so that sparked the idea of, hmm, is there some way that I can take my deep interest in psychology and people and combine it with all this business expertise I've been developing on Shark Tank? And so lo and behold, it's taken some time to get here. But I noticed in my own psychology, I had this tendency not to focus. And I wondered, hmm, is this a thing for others? And, and it turned out, yeah, it's a big thing for others. And it's a big problem to solve that virtually no one else I found is really helping solve. And so that's when you know you're onto something, right? Yeah. Uh, so g- pulling up your LinkedIn, uh, you, you can learn which shark that was. I won't say who it was but he's wonderful. Um, so Dan, why? what is the advantage of hiring somebody who is a creator CEO or, or a creator leader? Why do you want someone like that on your team? So a creator is going to have ideas that others just don't see, right? A creator CEO has this inherent sense of vision. It's very hard to teach. It's God-given, Right. And so someone like that is going to see ways to change the world. And more than that, they're going to have this ability to inspire others to participate in the journey. So if I'm an engineer CEO, and I'm building a company and there's money to be made. That's fine, right? There's a good assembly line. But our people are the employees or the team, especially in a post-pandemic world in which employees are leaving the workforce in droves and the best possible employees, they can choose where they want to work. They have so much leverage. So in that world, you need to inspire employees to participate in a movement. They can't just be building widgets and selling widgets. We don't care anymore, right, in a post-pandemic world. And so a creator CEO can create a better world, and they can inspire others to join the movement to make it happen. Yeah. And when you work, Dan, um, in your role right now, um, what would be some examples of, you know, and and I and say examples in the what do they do for a living, the, the folks that you get to work with today? Yeah. So these CEOs run companies in many different industries. We have someone in the uh, executive health space at the moment. We have a company in the stroller space, like baby strollers. <laughs> we have a company in financial, a number of companies in financial services. We have a world-changing technology company. We don't work with too many clients, but it's interesting. There's no one client at the moment that's in the same industry. So it's really about the psychological profile of the CEO, right? That that's the big trigger to work with us. And, you know, they, they really run the gamut from industry to industry, but what they have in common is they're all creators. Yeah. Um, And, and so for the, um, you know, for the creator CEOs, is it about, is it more about embracing 
are, are just, this is just who we are, or is it that we need to identify where our weaknesses are and, and we really need to either shore that up personally, or maybe it's just, look, I know my strengths. I know my inherent weaknesses. I'm okay with my weaknesses. I should be aware of that. And I mm-hmm. should know, like, for example, for, you know, organizationally, I would very much be the idea guy. Now, depending on what it is, I'm a brilliant executor. <laughs> and I, I, I do that with a lot of contingencies because some things I just don't enjoy, like the details, like um, I'll do it. I'm competent, but it's it drains me as opposed yeah. to like my wife, I, you know, she was like, you know, I, I worked all this past weekend, you know, pretty much, you know, nine to five on Saturday and Sunday. But at the end of that, I was just so fueled because I was in my, I was in my happy place because I was creating and, and you and I yeah. talked beforehand, I was specifically creating training resources and, 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 uh, you know, helping the clients that we get to work with solve big problems. And, you know, I feel enriched when I get to, you know, pull from my experience, my wisdom, and I get to, you know, create that in a way where I'm like, this is going to make impact in people's lives. I mean, so that fuels me fast forward to maybe solving a problem operationally. Oh, please shoot me. Sounds like you're quite that's, aware. That's of why I have own. a great director of operations. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and this is one of the big things. Most creator CEOs don't. They might mm. have a COO. They might not have, um, but if, if it's a small business, you know, we're talking typically under 50 million in revenue, they may not have a COO, or if they do, the COO and the CEO may not be on the same page. And the CEO may not be quite aware of their strengths and weaknesses the way you are. So I think you're bang on that that awareness is hugely important. And in terms of, hey, should you spend more time on your strengths or your weaknesses? Well, you, I think, want to own your identity as a creator. That's a beautifully empowering thing. While at the same time realizing, eh, you know what? I'm not perfect at everything. And so those things that drain me, the business is just not going to grow as much if I'm doing the things that drain me. We've got to find someone else that is going to do it, who is up for hitting that ball out of the park because we want to be incredibly good at everything we do as a business. Yeah. 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 I mean, as a business, um, but I I love that concept, uh, you know, Dan, of, of giving ourselves grace. Like I don't have to be all things to all people. And if you look at me and you expect that I'm going to be fantastic at, you know, operational minutia and, you know, it's like, you're going to, I'm sorry, but you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I'm a wonderful teacher. I'm a, I think yeah. I'm a fantastic coach, uh, you know, and I think I produce really great ideas and strategies and kind of bigger picture type things, certainly coming up with ideas, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, sometimes I know that I've been down on myself when I'm disappointed that I let mm. something that was outside of my zone of genius. Like I, I failed at that. I remember back in the day. And again, uh, thankfully today I've supplemented with really great operators. Um, yes. But, but yeah, I love the idea of someone listening to us just like, you know what? You are awesome. The way that you are like it, that's, that's who you've come to be. And, you know, it's almost like that book, old school book, now discover your strengths. I'm saying it's probably about 20, 25 years old. Um, But that Mm. was another one. It's like, I think a lot of us, Dan, we want to be, I'd say early on, 
I'd say the early stage entrepreneur wants to be the jack of all trades. They just want to learn all the things and do all the things. Um, and maybe in the beginning, you have to do that, right? Mm. But what, you know, in, in the, that book in particular would say, mm, no, most professional athletes who are, you know, the best, you consider the best in the world are actually pretty just average at, at yeah. about 80% of the game. But the 20%, that, you know, that they excel at, nobody can touch them. They're, they're just, Mm -hmm. they've just obsessed on their strengths. You know, it's interesting. We live in a world in which there are generalists and specialists both. And when we're solving hard problems, I think it's important to be very conscious of both the strengths and weaknesses we bring to the table, as well as the fact that the best problem solving teams are made up of generalists and specialists, both, right? And in the world today, it's interesting, like to get a project off the ground, to get that initial traction, you need focus. But they're also, like you say, sometimes at the beginning of it, at the very beginning of a business, maybe you need the jack of all trades, right? Maybe you're the only one there. But I think there's another perspective and we can jam on this if you want, because I think it's just fascinating. There's another perspective that would say, there's this period of growth you need to go through in which you need to be hyper-focused. But once you've found that initial traction, then you can do more things. Then maybe it's time for more of a generalist to come in and try different things, try new experiments. So there's, I don't know what the truth is here, but you can approach this, this problem from many different vantage points. And I think the bottom line though is self-awareness is the most important quality there is for any kind of success, right? Mm. And the fact that you have it speaks real, real volumes to why you've achieved the the success you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How long do you typically work with somebody and like how, like what does engagement look like? Yeah. So for us, the beginning process of finding the white space and getting that initial traction towards it is around about a sort of three to five month journey, typically. For some clients, we'll stay on for longer if they need help with implementation But typically three to five months is what you need to get really clear on that white space to validate that it is in fact the best growth opportunity for your business and to see that growth flowing. You know, one of the biggest myths in business is that growing a business has to be hard. It's not true. Once you've found your and your company's strengths can actually flow. So to get to that point of personal and business flow, it's got a three to five month journey. And then after that, you know, optional assistance with implementation is available when it makes sense. But I'd say about three to five months. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So your website, firesidestrategic.com. And Dan, when somebody goes there, what would you recommend? Like that, how do they get to know you a little bit more? Like, is there anything of uh, great value that they can start engaging with? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe ultimately that path then leads to a conversation. What, What do you recommend? Yeah, I'd say look at the homepage. So on the homepage, there's going to be a button about applying to work with us. I would read the text on the homepage first. I mean, if you hear this interview, you're going to get a lot of the, the same nuggets there, but read in a little bit more depth on that homepage. And if it still looks interesting to you, and you're a career CEO of a company above, I'd say about 2 million in revenue, then feel free to click the apply to work with us button. There'll be a little form for you to fill out to give us a bit more information about your business. Someone on the team will review it. And if it feels like a fit, we'll we'll reach out and we'll have a conversation. Yeah. And that that's really the way to start. Yeah. Now you also produce a lot of content. Is that correct? 
That's right. We have a video cast, which we call the Fireside Chats, and we interview mostly creator CEOs on that show. And we, we have this mission of enabling creativity in the business world, and we can do it through the clients we work with, but we can also do it through content, right? Through sharing good vibes. And so we really like to celebrate creator CEOs on our video cast. Yeah. And it, it, you can find that when you go to uh, firesidestrategic.com forward slash videocaster. There's a, there's a link right up in the top there where you can click and you can start watching this. So this is great. Well, Dan King, again, thank you so much for joining us. Firesidestrategic.com. Dan, I really appreciate our conversation. Me too, Josh. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.